Hey, so welcome back and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a podcast. Hey, Bear, I'm doing a podcast. What? Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to say to the internet? No, see, you have to talk because they can't see you right now. Kissing my hand doesn't help. Alright, so, <clears throat> well, Bear bugs for whatever. She has food, she has water, she has. You have clean litter. You have everything a cat could ever want. You can leave the room, and there's other various bowls of food, litter, water, everything you ever wanted, you could ever need. It's everywhere, kitty. It is, though. It is, though. It's everywhere. All right. So, um, my last podcast was a pretty decent success. 2,000 views on YouTube of what? What? Oh, oh gosh. Yes. All right. Fine. Oh, now Azrael's in here. So, it was a moderate success the first time I've, I posted a podcast on the Entertainment Guy channel, so why not do it again? She can see the bottom of her food dish, so cat owners know what I'm talking about. Cats can't handle seeing the bottom of their food dish. Why, hello, human. I haven't finished my food yet, but can you give me a bunch more food? That'd be great. Alright, there's... There you go. Now you can't see the bottom of the dish. And she dives into it like she hasn't eaten in weeks, which is just, that's so cat of her. Alright. And of course, Azrael's chasing her too, so... I don't know why Azrael and Barry don't get along. They should. They don't. I have no idea why. Alright. Back in here and away from the, the vacuum and all the noise and all that. So, I wanted to talk today about Twitter. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> and I want to talk about Twitter because I don't officially have Twitter. Now... When I say I don't officially have it, it means I don't have an account that I've publicly stated this is the hockey guy on Twitter, this is the entertainment guy on Twitter, because A, it was becoming kind of just, it it was taking up too much of my day, and B, I could see that with the blue checkmark changes that were coming, that that could cause problems. So the blue checkmark originally was just intended for the idea that whether it is a media person a celebrity, could be from whatever, sports, uh, government entity, whatever it is, you see that blue check mark, you know that's the actual actual person, the actual entity. This is the actual NHL account. This is the actual account of Elliot Friedman. This is et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in, in making it so that you can pay to get a check mark of the same color and do away with the legacy check marks, as they're called, it's created a confusion. It's created a confusion, and it's a debate that I've had for, for a while with with people. But the confusion bothered me, and I thought, you know, the last thing that I need is somebody using an account with my name on it and causing trouble. So I'm just, I'm, I'm deactivating my account. I'm still going to have an account on Twitter that has, like, it's got... And it's got less than 10 followers. I don't, because I don't care. I don't really post anything on it. I use it for following uh, NHL accounts. I use it for uh, news of the day videos and all that fun stuff. And to find out the latest, you usually have to be on Twitter. <clears throat> but yeah, the blue check mark doesn't mean anything. And I think what, what we've seen now is that almost immediately, Elon Musk coming out and saying, I'm paying for a few. And he apparently played for LeBron James, Stephen King. William Shatner, I, I don't know if there's others, but I'm just using them as examples. But that, that kind of goes against the spirit of what what they were trying to do with the platform. If it truly is about 
and and again, it's this you know peasants and kings. I I don't even understand that part of it. Uh, you you have people that you need to know they are who they say they are, and a blue check mark now means they they paid for Twitter. It it does not mean that they are who they say they are, and it does create confusion and it allows for that confusion to to build. I know at the trade deadline uh, this year there were a, a lot of posts that were taken as serious because it looked like it came from an actual source when it didn't. And I know this is nothing really new, but when you add in the blue check mark part of it, it becomes it becomes an absolute just mess. Um, I've seen media talking about how, you know, when something newsworthy takes place, now they, they don't know what's real and what isn't that's out there. And obviously there's reasons why that's potentially hazardous for, for those of us who live on planet Earth and have used Twitter. Now, I understand that Twitter as a whole really wasn't making money. I get that part. Um, you know, you pay $44 billion for something that isn't making money. And it, it doesn't sound like Twitter's made much of a profit, if any, uh, over the last what, 10 years. So, I mean, it, it, it under, it's understandable that you have to change the business model, right? So, like, cutting jobs, I get that part. I get the part of trying to make money. But with with those accounts, and, and I think this is where sometimes sometimes it gets lost. First off, it was never about status. Like, for instance, I tried three different times to apply for a blue check mark with the old system. And I was turned down. I was told that I wasn't newsworthy enough and that I, I didn't meet the requirements for a blue check mark. It's the same as Wikipedia. I do not qualify for a Wikipedia article. I'm not important enough for a Wikipedia article. But it, it does not mean that there's a status that's attached to a Wikipedia article or that there's a status that's attached to having that blue check mark. It just means this person is newsworthy or noteworthy and it's the real person. That's all that it meant. Um, I do have a check mark on my YouTube account. I think I have a check mark on both accounts. I don't know. I haven't looked at Entertainment Guy in a while. If I don't, I can I can get it. I'm pretty sure it's automatic at a certain point. And it's it's nice to have that. Uh, and yet still, I see people trying to scam. I do see the comment section, and I, I get them pretty quickly. Uh, they have the Telegram scam where people are trying to scam money. And I always see people, when I mention videos, there's always, well, who's fallen for that? Okay, so the main channel has over a quarter of a million subscribers. If three people fall for it, there's still three people that fell for the scam. So it's it's not about scamming a great many people. It's about whether or not you can scam a few. Scam a handful. And then you move on and you scam a handful. With, and so if you're scamming, say, 20, 30 people a day, you could probably make a pretty good living. And so I'd rather that people weren't doing that using my likeness. And the reality is... That by me saying I'm not on Twitter, if you see an account and you go, oh, that looks like it's a THG account, it's not because I don't have Twitter. Um, there and and honestly, uh, it, it's not something I necessarily miss that much. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast, I believe, about how you know since since deactivating Twitter, I haven't really been contacted by anybody about hey, you know, we um, like I haven't been contacted by media that I've been on before about a follow-up appearance since I got rid of Twitter, which is fine. Doesn't really doesn't really affect me one way or the other. Uh, the, the channels are both doing really well right now. 
Uh, part of the reason why I'm doing another podcast is because I've been encouraged by the numbers on the Entertainment Guy channel. So I'm like, yeah, I could do another podcast. And on the on the THG side of it, the numbers are ridiculous. I, I don't know that these numbers are the best I've ever seen for the first round of the playoffs. It feels like it. It feels like they're the best numbers I've ever seen for the first round of the playoffs. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, it does mean I'm changing my my daily schedule. So what I used to do, I would have just one recap video at the end or review video at the end of the night for all the playoff hockey. And so that video would do pretty well. I mean, it would do really well. But the amount of revenue generated wasn't, you know, it wasn't awe-inspiring necessarily or anything. Again, that's four years ago. It was a smaller channel. So I would really try to find, you know, topics of discussion throughout the day before the games get started. I don't really need to do that right now. I feel like I can just relax a little bit now. Relaxing is is always uh, as best you can. Uh, It's tax time, so that means I locked myself out of my CRA account. Um, I was pretty sure I knew the secret answer or the answer to my to my question, and it just rejected it. And it was like, you got five tries, and I'm like, okay, and then it locked me out after three. I was like, I didn't do five. And then because of the strike we have going on in Canada with CRA, which is the Canadian version of the IRS, there is no human there that can help me, so I can call, but I'll be on hold for forever, and odds are they can't do anything for me. Plus, I've moved since... The last time I did my taxes, and in order to make sure they've got all that information down, it just it becomes a nightmare. So I'm locked out of CRA until the strike's over, which I don't know how long that's going to last, uh, which leaves me kind of with doing some guesswork on all of it, but I know I've, I've already prepaid because when you're self-employed, they expect uh, your payments in... Um, in installments. You're supposed to pay installments every three months. Which I think is all just automated. I don't know. I think it's all automated as to how much you get charged and, and how many how much it is in each installment. But I, I so basically they wanted me to pay my taxes twice the same year. And because of all the um all the money that's been going out, like and, and members and patrons to my channels know about all this, went through a lot of hassle with the new house. A lot of very expensive things that needed to be fixed in the new house. This is why people are like, well, you know, you could do this and fix your studio. You could do that and fix your studio. You could do you could do this and that. Yeah, I'm already in the hole over $10,000 since we moved into the new house on stuff we had to do to improve the new house when we moved in. So, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I, I need to prioritize things. So I needed to make sure that there wouldn't be a fire. That was the first thing we needed to make sure of. <laughs> so we got that resolved. So won't be any kind of a fire. We're good on that. Uh, we won't have any power outages. Good on that. Uh, and, and there are a lot of things, there are a lot of things that needed to, and probably still need to be fixed. So, uh, it, it, it is always a challenge. I know that it's something that anybody with a house deals with as well. And, you know, we're renters. So there's always that peril as well of what if they sell, there's always that in the back of my mind. Cause we ended up in this house cause they sold the other one. Right. Um, and and we could have stayed in the other one, but it really, it did not suit the needs that I had for the channel. I needed a bigger set. I needed to be able to do the kind of coverage I'm doing now, where I've got four different recap videos every night. There's no way I could have done it this way in the other house. Not comfortably, not with the broadcast schedule of being as it is. I probably would have done it with two different videos. And then I'd be feel more stressed during the day to do other videos about other topics. Because again, it, with... 
with with being a YouTuber, you get paid based on your output and and how much those videos generate, right? So uh, it's not like I could say, well, I'm going to take a day off. I don't have to worry about it. They're going to generate. They're, they're not going to generate much if I take a day off. So that's one of the reasons why I work 365 days a year. Uh, and I've talked about that in the last podcast that I do intend to slow things down. And I've been forcing myself to slow things down. Uh, there have been times this week where I'm like, okay, get the next board ready. And I'm like, no, no. And I've stopped myself like, no, just take, take some time, go hang out with your wife, you know, maybe, maybe sit down and watch a TV show. Just, just relax. Let your brain rest a little bit. And I think that should help during the summer. I've seen people giving me suggestions for what to do, uh, videos on during the summer. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I know exactly what I'm doing videos on during the summer. I'm not worried about it. Uh, my concerns at this point are simple. Get the taxes filed, make sure they're all paid up, um, make sure that everything's done as well as I can without having access to my CRA account. So I'm kind of flying blind there. Um, and I, I don't have any anybody to call or talk to about it because of the strike. And so I have to make sure that that all gets done and just just make sure that I get to see Evil Dead Rise as soon as possible. The only thing that's kind of irritating with this schedule, and it may seem like something small, is there's an Evil Dead movie in a theater for the first time in a decade. I have not seen an Evil Dead movie in a theater in a decade. Um, my wife has pleasantly said no to seeing it in the theater. Uh, willing to watch it with me when it's on demand or when, when I get it on DVD or Blu-ray, however I acquire it. But seeing it in the theaters, a no. Uh, it's interesting, too, because the movie, the, the release date seemed to jump around a little bit. There was a discussion at one point about whether or not it was just going to be online. Because, remember, during uh, COVID, we had everything shut down and movie theaters kind of weren't a thing for a while. And so there was some thought to maybe just having it streaming. I think HBO Max was rumored to be the ones that were going to stream it. And now it's it's solely in theaters. And agreed, Evil Dead in the theater is an experience. Uh, when I saw the 2013 one in the theater, it was absolutely fantastic. I watched it. I think it was four times I watched it in the theater. Because it was at the theater, it was in, within walking distance of my apartment. And so it would be like, well, I don't have anything to do. I can go watch Evil Dead again. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Yep, that's a good idea. And now Evil Dead Rise, I get the idea that I may feel that way about this movie too. Um, although apparently it's not as humorous as others, but yeah, the 2013 one wasn't as well. I, there are times where I, like the original Evil Dead in 1983, I look at and I think, was this intended to be really funny or is it we just perceive it like because it's it there there's some, some cheap effects in here or there's some lines that are a little clunky and so maybe we see it as funny when it's not really funny funny. So I may be overthinking it. That wouldn't be the first time that happens often. So I really want to see that in the theater. Um, my friend Kimber and I want to go see it. And I think uh, of the kids here, I think Gabriel wants to go see that one. So I will gladly take him to see his first real horror movie in the theater. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It's got all of the jarring scenes in the trailer that you would look for in an Evil Dead movie. It's got everything that's just, things are just a little off. And that's the thing. At the start with, with an Evil Dead movie, it shouldn't go just flat out into terror right away. Just, things are a little off. You know? Eh, Mia seems seems off. Something's going on with Mia. And so we know that 
something's gotten in. We don't know how bad it is. And, like, you see the part where you think she's stabbing something off screen. And it, did she really stab the dog? And you're like, what is going on? And then it just hits you both barrels not too long after. Literally both barrels. Uh, when she points the gun at her own brother. But, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing that in the theater. I do enjoy horror movies. I've always enjoyed horror movies. I do have my limit. Uh, there's there's certain horror movies I'm not a fan of. But in general, the slasher flicks, I like. A lot of the zombie movies I like. Not all of them. A lot of them. And Evil Dead, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi stuff is generally excellent. Absolutely excellent. You know, if I could stop this floor from creaking, that'd be great. It's something that I hear in videos when I'm... Before I upload, I know there's creaking spots. And I've tried moving around where I stand so I'm not in a creaking spot on the floor. And then as I start doing a video, it creaks. Every time. Of course, the answer is, well, don't move then. Which is easier said than done when you're used to moving around a lot. Of course, I've thought about moving the computer back too. So, and I'm doing this, of course, with my phone in my hand. Well aware nobody can actually see me doing this. So if I move that forward, see, and then you can see more of everything. I don't know how it ended up moved up that far anyways. I don't know that anybody even pays attention. I, I don't know how much people pay attention to anything with any of that. Um, I also saw, and I'll, I'll address it here too, too. so advertising. Uh, one thing with me being a YouTuber most of my revenue is going to come from uh, your your advertisements. Now, you have your ads before a video, in the middle of a video, and at the end of a video. The ads in the middle of a video, I generally put in manually. Now, for instance, with these podcasts, I'll just have YouTube do it automatically. You will notice there's more of them when YouTube does it automatically. They may be at weird, staggered times that maybe don't make a whole lot of sense. Because the funny thing is that they they will say... If you let us do it, that A, there's no guarantee that when we put in an ad break, there will be an actual ad served there. And B, uh, we will try to make sure that they're in, you know, that it's automatically placed in places that make sense, where you're pausing or where there's a break, something like that. And it, it just doesn't. It just, it just doesn't. So I don't worry as much about the breaks and everything. Like during the regular season for uh, review videos, I do the timestamps for that. I, I know other channels do timestamps. I apologize to people who want timestamps. For me, on some level, it's like, man, if it's an eight-minute video, I'm not really worried about timestamps, like when I'm watching another channel, and then I'm I'm doing all the writing and everything, and it just it, it I don't know, kind of takes me out of it. So I'm not I'm not a big fan of the timestamps, and I tried taking out the board to put in timestamps. People are like, can't take out the boards. All right, so people know what topics coming up, so. There you are. Uh, but anyways, uh, the the mid-roll ads generally generate way more than the pre and the post-video ads. Your pre-video ads, I'm trying to remember the percentage, but it's it, it's got to be more than double uh, the amount of people that actually watch mid-roll ads compared to before video rolls or after. After, I honestly, I don't even know what the point of, of the post-roll ads are other than for people who've fallen asleep or people who've walked away from their computer because I've bored the hell out of them. But they don't really do much, but they're, they're in there. So uh, the mid-roll ads are usually the ones that make a big difference. Uh, I, I In the beginning, when they said you can put in mid-roll ads, I was like, well, I'll think about it. 
And so I tried with and I tried without. And I looked at the reports after, because it's important to look at your, your reports of income. And it was a huge difference. So I just try to make sure that if a video is eight minutes long, it's in the middle. If it's 10 minutes long, it's in the middle. I try to make sure it's as close to in the middle as possible. Once it reaches 13 minutes, I may put one in at four and a half and nine minutes. And then up to, I want to say, 24 minutes. I will then put one in at 6, 12, and 18. And then it'll stay at that. If it's a 40-minute video, it may be longer. and Or may, there may be a, another one in there. But I, I try to make sure that it makes some sense as to how I'm putting them in there. And again, it's that's that's how I afford my home. That's how I afford upgrades to equipment that I use for, for the channel. That's how I afford the, the, the whiteboards I have and all the markers. And I go through a ton of markers, especially come playoff time. Um, I'm writing four boards a day. So every day I'm going through another marker, at least one a day. And I mean, it all adds up. And obviously, you know, there's the rent, there's the utilities, there's everything else that that has to go on in the background that doesn't get Really, it wouldn't be considered much by people watching. Uh, but I don't have a studio. I, I, I at one point thought about it. But then, you know, with the nature of sports being as it is, it's it's good to work out of the home. Because 24-7, anything can happen. I, I could wake up at 3 in the morning and get, an, get a, a, a notification that somebody's been fired. And be like, oh, crap. It doesn't generally happen at that time of the morning. But that would be 6 a.m. Eastern. It could, right? So... For me, it's important that I'm able to work out of the house. Uh, I, I think that it generally helps uh, everything. And uh, it, it does mean that, you know, for some of the sound issues, it's not going to sound quite as, as solid as it would if if I worked out of a studio. But it's one of those trade-offs, right? And I think what's helped as well is that the channel has been going for seven years now. Yeah, about seven years. And... The, the sound has improved dramatically since then. My video camera is much better than what it was. I used the Logitech Brio 4K, for anybody who's curious. And I have the Blue Yeti X microphone that I use, which is the highest-end microphone you can get. Um, I've been asked about using lapel mics. I tried. I even got a really nicely rated lapel mic. Absolutely hated it. It didn't sound good. I didn't think that it, it was very good. And it just it, it wasn't something I was comfortable with. So... I didn't opt for the lapel microphone, and I generally have tried almost anything people have suggested, minus the green screen, because when you're when you're putting out a bunch of videos, and, and you've got, and in my case, I've got the, the jerseys in the background, on the Entertainment Guy set, I've got all those awesome Funkos I can put up in the background. I know about the landfill, I don't care about the landfill, it's not my problem. Yeah, and, and if Funkos are seen as Beanie Babies, and oh, they're, they're overpriced and this and that, I only paid five bucks for some of them or three bucks for a couple. Like, it's not a big deal. And I just think it makes for a fun background. So I don't even care if they don't age particularly well. And if people look down their nose, I can't believe you still got those in the background. It's just, it's it's about having something in the background that is maybe a little different. So when people load up a video, it's not just my face. It's like, well, yeah, that's the set. There he is. Um, I haven't been able to use that set lately because it's kind of cluttered. Um... Our, our middle kid got himself a 3D printer, which is great. But the amount of clutter he's created with that 3D printer is a lot. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not fantastic in there right now. And he's 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully get that, gonna get that cleaned up. And then too, there's, uh, there's this odor from that 3D printer too. The last time I did a video in there, I came out of there with a headache. I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not great for me. And I had, had a headache for a while after. So just easier to use the main set, right? Or I could always take that computer and put it in the, the rec room, which is the third set in the house because you gotta have three different do you not have three sets in your house why don't you have three sets in your house um but yeah so there's that one as well uh there's stuff that i still want to put on that third set too that hasn't been put up yet um i got a a an autographed poster of the warning but i don't want to just put that up and and use thumbtacks or anything like that with it even sticky tack i i'd honestly kind of like to have it mounted i have a or i had uh, a Ramstein poster that had been mounted and was done up really, really nicely. And it would be nice to to kind of do that with the warning one as well. Because I think that band's got a tremendous future. I, I do. I think they've got an absolutely tremendous future. Um, getting back to a little bit of the hockey discussion, I've been mildly concerned that my bracket's going to get destroyed by the first round of these playoffs, uh, especially when it comes to my Stanley Cup finalist picks, which are Boston and Edmonton. Mildly concerned that Edmonton dominates two games, and yet it's only a 1-1 series. Uh, Boston, few too many turnovers. It's a 1-1 series. Those 65 wins were great. I really enjoyed the regular season. It doesn't matter now. None of that matters. Uh, it is it is one of the reasons I love the National Hockey League playoffs. You can have an absolutely fantastic playoffs, or an absolutely fantastic regular season. Get into the playoffs, match up with a team that matches up pretty well, and then it doesn't matter. And I feel like Florida matches up pretty well with Boston. I would not be entirely surprised to see Florida knock Boston out. Uh, the Boston Bruins, yes, they went to the final in 2019, but they got knocked out in the second round in 2020. They got knocked out in the, I think it was the second round in 2021 as well, and then the first round last year. So they can get knocked out in early rounds. They had an absolutely amazing first round, or they had an absolutely amazing regular season. Man, see, if this was a video, I already would have stopped it and said, I'm going to start over because that's too many mistakes. That's the thing with the one take. Uh, my preview this morning, I think it took me seven takes to get the preview slash news video done this morning. So that that's the thing. And I don't keep the outtakes because they're not entertaining. It's just I fumble something or I don't like how I said something or the phrasing I used. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start over. That's why I start over. But at any rate, uh, I would not be surprised to see Boston get knocked out in the first round. I'd be somewhat disappointed because obviously with a regular season like they had, absolutely fantastic, but I, I, it doesn't go to my head. I don't look and go, oh, well, clearly they're going to win. And then I pick them to win my bracket because just before those playoffs get started, you kind of look at it and you think, okay, yeah, but can Florida actually beat them? They, they shouldn't be able to. And then you get into the next round. It's like, okay, so let's say Toronto gets in there. Does Toronto have the horses to get through a round against, against Boston? Probably not. And then just going beyond that, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it just, that's, that's how I ended up picking them, uh, for, for the, for the Stanley Cup. All right. So, um, where was I? Uh, Yvonne came in. Um, she's, she's going off to Vancouver and then she's going to the Abbotsford game tonight. Uh, but yeah, so my bracket, uh, could end up getting busted end up getting really busted. I don't really get into the bracket talk on the channel because like four years ago when everybody's bracket got busted, there was a lot of, this guy calls himself an expert and how can he be called? Look at his his brackets broken. Why does anybody watch his videos? 
I've never said I'm an expert. I, I always, and I've talked about this before, I think mostly with members and patrons though, I, I cringe every time somebody's labeled a hockey expert. Here's our expert. What is a hockey expert? What is What does that mean? Like, I, 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 and I mean that genuinely. Like, it's it's not just me being facetious. I, I don't understand what a hockey expert is. What what denotes, like, is there, would there be a test for a hockey expert? Does that mean you know all the rules? Does that mean you know every player's birthplace? Does that mean you're an expert on everything hockey history related from 1917 until now? What mean, what does that mean, hockey expert? And so I, I think you're setting yourself up for a fall because as soon as people see expert, they think, oh, okay. So then when you get something wrong, it's, let's check out the expert over here. When with hockey, you have parity and you have any team can beat any other team on, on any given night. So 2019, it was just a bloodbath. Everybody's brackets were a bloodbath, but because mine was very, very public. And my wife and I, you know, we, we did our bracket publicly. And honestly, we really enjoyed it. But the fallout from that was really not enjoyable. It was the amount of just ugly, nasty comments and insults that were hurled our way. And so that's something I, I don't like either. Um, my wife doesn't appear in videos really because I don't like the comments. I, I don't have the patience for people being, you know, oh, it's his wife doing this video. It just ruins it. Okay, so she is a partner in the channel. Uh, she does a lot of the work. She's on the Discord. She does a lot of the email stuff. Like, she'll talk to me about stuff people are emailing about or messages on Facebook or whatever. But she does a lot of that work. And I think that she she has been able to enable me to maintain the channel without crumbling. I, I don't know how I would maintain the channel on my own. And I don't. Uh, so I do all the videos because I can handle people saying whatever about me. But when it's about her and because, you know, it immediately has to go to looks and it has to go to um, everything, you name it, they'll complain about it. It, it gets kind of kind of tiresome and it gets tiresome very, very quickly. And yeah, I can get pretty defensive and, you know, pretty, pretty nasty about it. So it's better to keep her out of the videos and not not even leave that window open. So then when we do live streams, I still see it. The funny thing is I always pretend I don't see what's being said in the comments, but there have absolutely been times where somebody will say something in the comments and I'll make note of the username. And so I'll see something in the comments and I'll be like, all right, so let's go. And then after the live stream's done, I go check out the username. And there are times where that person has been absolutely awful on the channel for a while and it slipped past me because there's 270,000 subscribers. So you're going to have a lot of comments. And I, I've always been very vocal about wanting a community that is is at least decent about things and it doesn't devolve into this horrible, ugly fighting back and forth and squabbling. So I do my best to make sure that those comments don't stay up and that for people who can't have a rational, normal discussion about things sports-related, that, you know, they, there's other there's other communities out there. There's other things they can do. There's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to change how you are or who you are or anything. Not my place, but, you know, I, I like to see decent, rational discussions between people. And it can be tough with some of the comments that get made. Uh, this is, 
you know, it's 2023 and I, I get it. We're now in this global marketplace. I wonder if, if looking back in the 90s when we had this idealist, idealistic view of what the future was going to bring, if I had said, yeah, so um, this whole idealistic future of how we're all going to be friendly because it's going to be this big global community. Yeah, it's a global community. It ain't friendly. It's not even close. Um, so, yeah, that that idyllic view that you have, um, cherish it and love it, but it's not, not going to happen. Maybe that's part of the reason why Star Trek has gone so dark and given up on its idyllic future because they're like, yeah, that's that's not realistic. Gene Roddenberry had this idea, but yeah, it's not going in that direction. We're not learning to talk to each other. We're not learning to be decent to each other. So I do my best with my communities, both entertainment guy and, and hockey guy, to keep things as decent as possible because uh, I know I, I, I meet with a lot of people who are subscribers. There are people I meet who are going through mental health challenges. There are people who are going through cancer treatments. Uh, there are people I meet with who have learning disabilities. There are people I meet with who have physical disabilities. There are varying people of all spectrums of every walk of life. And so uh, I'm aware of that when I'm going through the comment section. That certain comments, while they may not be seen as a big deal to the person posting it, to other people reading it, it can be. And over the last seven years, I've, I've learned, you know, and I've, I've done my best to make sure there's filters in place to, to deal with some of that. But at any rate, there you go. Nice ramble from me for all you fine people for your Friday. Uh, now I got to get my boards ready for tonight. Make sure I do my treadmill because got to do that every day. Gets harder and harder, you know, now like at, at 50, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a slog, but I keep telling myself, you know, it's it's for my heart. Uh, it keeps me in shape. I feel better about myself. I, you know, it's the internet, so you're always going to see comments about your weight and your appearance. So that's kind of common for me. But I know that that I I I am in the best shape that I can be at this stage in time of my life. I've watched the former hockey players that are on TV. Some of them are in really good shape. Some of them not so much. And also, I was never a pro hockey player, so comparing myself to pro hockey players, probably not very accurate. Uh, when I look at other guys my age, it, my, my, my shape is, is similar, but I, I do think that if we had a marathon of everybody that I graduated with, I would at least be in the top 10, I would think. I would think I'd have to be in the top 10. So that's kind of how I look at it, too, is as you get older, it does get tougher. It absolutely gets tougher. But there you go. So no blue check mark for me. I'll be seeing Evil Dead Rise soon, I hope. And uh, then next month too, I wanna, I do want to see The Little Mermaid. What's interesting is, um, I was never, I don't know, Little Mermaid was kind of there, but it might be kind of fun to watch a, a cute Disney movie in the theater. So um, Yvonne might be able to talk me into that, especially since it's coming out in late May. And at that point, my schedule should be a lot lighter with hockey games, and it should be easier for me to find time to go and watch it. Um, so yeah, that's my intention. And then Yvonne and I would do a recap slash review for that on, uh, the entertainment guy. Well, it's not really a recap. I don't take notes during movies. That'd be insane. I'm not doing it. I do take notes during the flash though. And don't be surprised if when the next flash episode comes out next week, if I have some stuff to say, cause we're running out of episodes and there's a lot of crap that hasn't been resolved yet. Anyways, there you go. Thank you guys so much for all your support and I'll do this again soon.